0: Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders, and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right. Other times I'll talk about what's going wrong but always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi, so today I'm going to be talking about how bisexuals fall in love. And many of you might be thinking, well, don't bisexuals fall in love just like everyone else? Uh, sometimes, but not really. And what I'll be talking about today is based on my recently released book. In fact, it just came out days ago called How to Win the Love Game. But I'll talk more about the book specifically at the end of the video. Until then, Let's talk about this very important topic about how bisexuals fall in love. So do bisexuals fall in love like homosexuals and heterosexuals? Sometimes, but bisexuals are are actually quite different when it comes to relationships, when it comes to sex, when it comes to love than homosexuals and heterosexuals. And, and you might be a bisexual who equally uh, is attracted to you know males and females and in your case yes the the it is somewhat the same as homosexuals and heterosexuals but you won't be the majority of bisexuals the majority of bisexuals have a preference for one gender or the other and then there's a whole bunch of bisexuals that have a much stronger sexual attraction to one gender while having a much stronger romantic attraction to another gender And because of these things, the experiences of bisexuals are very different when it comes to relationship, when it comes to love, when it comes to sexual attraction. But today I'm going to be talking about how specifically bisexuals fall in love. Now, if you uh, want more in-depth information, you're going to have to check out the book, How to Win the Love Game. The links for the book is in the description below. But I'm going to give you a quick revamping of how everyone falls in love and then I'm going to break it down to how's you know experiences of bisexuals specifically. So how does everyone fall in love? So in the book I talk about how essentially love is a game and the premise of this game is to get a hundred points. The way you get a hundred points in the love game is you can get them from two columns. You can get them from uh, the dopamine column, and you can get them from the oxytocin column. So how do you get them from the dopamine column? Well, it's it's really based on another, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds here, it's easier to describe in a book than in a video, but essentially there's something called endorphins. Like if you ever heard like a runner's high sort of thing, or if you've ever done like a drug, um, that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful feeling that you get is actually is actually endorphins. Like the actual thing that is going through your brain is endorphins. But the thing that makes the drives you to have more of those experiences is dopamine. Like that is the force in which which drives us to the things we want. So we gather points from the dopamine side, and then also we gather points from the oxytocin side. And oxytocin is something I've talked about on this channel before. Oxytocin is the neurochemical in our brain that is primarily concerned with creating bonds between two people. Now I'm simplifying things a whole bunch because you know the purpose of this video and the, the book is to make things simple for you and it does not make it simple if I get used like I get into depth, I get into the weeds. So essentially all you need to know is that oxytocin is really what's responsible for bonding us together and then there are chemicals that are responsible for that. So um we try when we meet someone uh the first thing we do is we evaluate them um on an attraction basis and this isn't something like isn't something that's considered to be shallow it isn't anything this is just what human beings do so we look at them and our brain immediately makes an evaluation of the person we're talking to we ask things like uh does this person have a balanced face like you know can you is everything equal on that line And if the answer is yes, because we are a human being, we automatically give them a certain number of dopamine points. The number of dopamine points you can get on any characteristic is between zero and three. So if you meet someone, they have a perfectly balanced face, our brain automatically gives them a total of three, like maximum points of three. And we go through all the things that we care about. Not everything, but all the qualities we care about, and we give an evaluation of between zero and three. So let's say that you like a certain type of hairstyle, and that person has that type of hairstyle. Then you give them three points for it. Or let's say that you like a certain complexion for whatever reason, this is not a judgment thing, let's just say you like a certain complexion. And let's say that person isn't exactly the complexion you like but close to it, so you might give them on that scale a two, or you might give them a one. And we go through the, per, um, the person, just visually, and we determine how many points, how many dopamine points the person gets. And there are other categories. It's not just a physical thing. Like if a person, if you, if you really appreciate being made to laugh and the person makes you laugh, then three dopamine points. If you um, like to be able to like hang out with your potential partner's friends and your friend and your partner has, your potential partner has great friend circle, then three points for that. Let's say that you really are driven towards people who have financial stability. You give them points for that, or the ability to make money in the future, or the ability to have kids, or whatever else. Whatever it is that drives us to other people is what our brain tries to evaluate either initially or over time to give that person dopamine points. Now, on the other side, on the other column, there's oxytocin. And there are three things that give us oxytocin points. It's, it's spending time with the other person. The more time you spend, the more oxytocin points the, that you get, or that your you know, partnership, your potential partnership gets. Um, so it's spending time together. It's giving and receiving emotional support. That gives oxytocin points. And also eye contact, and skin on skin contact, that gives oxytocin points. And whereas with the dopamine, it was between zero and three, those three categories for oxytocin points is between zero and 25. So the way it usually works is that we meet someone and we immediately evaluate them and we give them a certain amount of dopamine points. And it's just like, if the number is high, then we're driven to spend more time with that person. So spending more time with that person automatically gives us a certain amount of oxytocin points for time spent together. The more time we spend together, the more opportunities you have to give and receive emotional support, in which case you know, your point totals are rising. And then it could you know ultimately end in like sex or intimate situations where you're staring into each other's eyes and hopefully over time with all the bonus points you get from this and that, which I go into in the book, you equal 100 points and congratulations, you're in love. So that's the way it typically happens. The whole love game usually happens. But with bisexuals, because bisexuals might have uh, different experiences with different genders, whereas one gender might not be able to, you know, drive all the points necessary. So let's take an extreme example for a bisexual. And it's not even that extreme because Lord knows I experienced something close to it, which is a very strong sexual attraction to one gender and a much stronger romantic attraction to the other gender. Well, what I talk about in the book in terms of my experiences is this, basically. So you meet someone if you're in this situation. You meet someone and you immediately evaluate them. And because you are more attracted sexually to one gender, you will give these, the qualities that that gender has higher points. So you might, let's say that you have a stronger preference towards guys sexually. So you look at them and shoulders that look like that, let's say broad shoulders, you really like. So you'll give, you know, three points to um, a chest that's built like a particular way. You'll give three points to um, chiseled jaw bones and stuff like that. Like you'll just give all these points because you are more sexually attracted to that particular gender. So they have so that person will have the ability to rack up a whole bunch of dopamine points. And that might make you want to, let's say, have sexual contact with them, skin-on-skin sexual contact with them, and you might get more points from that. But because you only have like a dopamine-driven attraction towards them, then you're less likely to want to spend time with them. Like, not just like once here or there, but we're talking like multiple days in a week, you know, talking on the phone, um, FaceTiming with them. You're less driven to do those things, so when you have an attraction, like a sexual attraction just to one gender, It's hard to get to 100 points because you don't also have a romantic attraction to them, which means you're not spending a lot of time with them. It means you're not giving and receiving emotional support, and odds are you're not spending a lot of time staring into their eyes. So, yeah, if you have just a sexual attraction to one gender, you you tend not to get to 100 points with that gender. But let's say you have a romantic attraction to the other gender. Well, the problem there is that you might not give that person's physical attributes as many dopamine points because you're not as strongly sexually attracted to them. So you give, you know, instead of the broad shoulders of a guy getting three points, the let's say the narrow shoulders of a female, you'll give 1.2. Whereas like, you know, the chest of a guy you might give three points to, the chest of a woman you might give 1.2. So you don't have as many dopamine points there, but you can build up the oxytocin points. So you want to share with this person and be emotionally supportive of them. And you're really, really turned on when they're emotionally supportive to you. Or you're really turned on when you're holding hands together. Or you're really turned on when you guys are spending a lot of time together. So you rack up a whole bunch of oxytocin points on that side. But you don't have a lot of dopamine points on the other side. And it's very, very hard to get the dopamine points if you're more romantically attracted to someone just because that's the way your brain is wired. It just doesn't give a lot of dopamine points to the other side. And the same thing if you're more sexually attracted to one and you know less romantically attracted to that one. So it becomes very hard to fall in love if you're bisexual and you have a stronger dopamine response to one, an oxytocin response to the other. So that is how it is different for bisexuals, but not just that. I think the thing that is probably the most prominent within the within a relationship that has a bisexual is what happens over time. So if you are a uh, straight person, if you're anybody, if you're just a human being, um, the dopamine response system is designed a particular way. It is designed that over time you become Less and less driven to be with the person you're with. and there this is there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing like uh, unacceptable about this. This is human nature, and this is what evolution has put into us because those people who went out searching for multiple partners over time spread more seed and you know, and because they had that quality, more people in the world had that quality. So it's just like a winning evolutionary strategy. And along with that, comes with us not playing, staying in the same spot for long periods of time. It's just dopamine is, the dopamine reward system is designed to what's called down-regulate over time. So let's say you're a kid and you get a, a gift on your birthday. You are ecstatic when you first receive it. It's like the most wonderful thing ever. But three months later, you might not even be playing with a toy. And it's because, it's not because, you know there was something wrong with the toy, there's something wrong with you. It's just your reward system is set up in such a way that the things that are new you are really drawn towards and the longer you have that thing the less new it is and the less dopamine points it gets. So in long-term relationships you know there's that horrible stereotype about bisexuals cheating. Well everyone cheats but I think the reason why bisexuals have gotten that sort of reputation is because when bisexuals cheat it it is often with someone of another gender and that is you know it stands out more in a person's mind when that is when you're being cheated on with someone of a different gender but the reason why that happens with bisexuals is because of this so you fall in love and you might decide to marry the person or you know just long-term relationship and you might uh, be in love with this person for a long period of time. But as time goes on, you realize that you're falling out in love with him. And you might not fall completely out in love with him, you know, it's life stress. And I talk about in the book how there are ways of losing points on the scale, but I'm not gonna get into it here. But time goes on, you're like, you're losing points, you're no longer at 100, maybe you're at 90, and then maybe you're at 80, and so on. But as time goes on, also, your body, your brain, Uh, dopamine receptors start down-regulating. So, whereas before you looked at them and their balance face gave you three points, over time it then gives you two, and then over time it might give you one. It doesn't drop down to zero ever, but it will decrease over time. So, you know, their beautiful body, they might be as in great shape as they've always been, but because you've seen it so often, it goes from three to two to, you know, perhaps one. And everything that gave them all, gave you all those wonderful dopamine points initially They just don't. Not because there's anything wrong with the partner, simply because your brain is wired that way. So your relationship feels less exciting. However, because you are bisexual, and let's say that you have a sexual attraction to multiple genders, you're with one gender, and what have you not had in a long time? You've not been touched or had a sexual relationship with someone of the other gender. God forbid you've never had in your life because then it just it becomes this thing that sits in your back of mind in your back of your mind and you just don't know and you wonder. So as the dopamine drops for your partner, the do- the amount of dopamine points you have for your partner continues to go down and down, what becomes even more intriguing to you over time is being with someone of a different gender because that's thrilling. Like it's been so long since you've been with that other gender or those other genitals or someone with those sort of, you know, if you like with a male and you wonder, oh, those female characteristics in terms of personality, in terms of everything, like it just becomes so much more thrilling to you simply because that becomes new. Your partner is old and that becomes new. So as you're with this part, your current partner long and long, your points begin to drop and drop for whatever reasons, you start becoming, you start feeling driven to be with A new partner. And what is the most thrilling thing? What would give you the most dopamine points? What becomes the most alluring? Well it's not necessarily being with someone of the same gender because you're with that. You're with them. What becomes really thrilling and alluring is being with someone of a different gender. And that very specifically is how bisexuals differ from homosexuals and heterosexuals. That we have designed into us that thrill of experiencing something new and in terms of relationships because genitals are different because characteristics between genders are different the thought of being with someone of a different gender just becomes really alluring and that is the difference of how homosexuals and heterosexuals fall in love and how bisexuals fall in love. Now, just because you have that drive to experience something new doesn't mean you have to. Like none of this is saying that yes, bisexuals cheat more or yes, bisexuals can't be in long-term relationships. No, that's not true. Because homosexuals and heterosexuals have the same basic experiences. They have the same experiences of, you know, feeling less dopamine over time. It's just what you do about it. A cheater cheats. A person who's committed remains committed. You don't have to chase after dopamine and there are other ways of finding dopamine and perhaps I'll talk about it more about it in another video or you can just check out the book because I go into like a lot of depth into this in the book. In fact in the book I have a lot of charts um, and you can actually look at the relationship that you're in and figure out an amount of points you're at. Like if you don't feel like you are in a perfect relationship I, I go step by step on how you can evaluate a relationship, not just to figure out you know, where you're standing, but also to figure out how you can improve your relationship and how you can get your points back up. So that's it, that is how bisexuals fall in love. It is similar to the way homosexuals and heterosexuals do it, and there may be some bisexuals that have the same experiences, but because of our ability, because we're intrigued by more than just one gender, The experience of being bisexual and falling in love is different. What do you think? Does this make sense to you? Um, If it does, and if you'd like to learn more, you can support the channel by checking out my latest book, How to Win the Love Game. And I'm gonna try the subtitle right now off the top of my head. It is a user-friendly guide to rekindle your relationships and help others fall in love with you. Bam, I did it, okay? It's a long subtitle, but there it is. Um, And I I have it available as of a couple days ago. It is now available on Amazon for the Kindle and also in paperback, but also I have it available in audiobook and I narrate the audiobook and it's very reasonably priced. So if you'd like to support the channel or if you are more just like more, uh, more information on how it is that bisexuals fall in love and human beings fall in love and how you can rekindle your relationship or how you could help others fall in love with you because once you figure out how the love game works, there are a lot of things you can do to increase your chances of falling in love and helping others fall in love with you. So please uh, check out the book. There's a link to the audio book in the description below. If you use that and you purchase the book, you actually help me out a tremendous amount because authors get rewards if you know certain links are used, and that's my link. Uh, so you know, if you get it, please check it out. Um, other things you can do is you can check out my T-shirts on Amazon. You can check out my lapel pins. You can check out my MMF bisexual romances as well. If you like the video. Uh, and you'd like to see more, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe. I do many videos on bisexual topic. I, I try to do them on a regular basis. Uh, I try to do them every Sunday. And if you'd like to know when a new video comes out, you'll have to click on the bell. And by clicking on the bell, you'll be telling YouTube that you'd like to know when a new video comes out. But until the next video, which might be a couple of weeks away because I'm about to go on vacation. I'm going to Japan, and hopefully I'm actually planning on going to the LGBT district in Japan, and hopefully I come back and I have some really cool videos for you guys giving you guys a better insight of what it's like to be bisexual around the world. We'll see what happens. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t-shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk, and you can go to Fluid Style Co.'s website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.